Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian, where real Christians try to live verified Christian lives. Hey guys, welcome back into The Verified Christian Podcast. I'm so thankful you, you came back to study another portion of God's Word with us. We've been talking about living verified, how we can get our blue check mark as a Christian, maintain it, and also build upon it. And we've been talking about studying and just how important it is as a verified Christian to study. That's right. And 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 says that it is indeed the inspired word of God and that it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness that the man of God or the verified Christian, if you will, uh, is thoroughly furnished unto every good work. And notice those words there. It's profitable for teaching. Studying the Word of God, I can be profited and teach others with it. That's Number right. two, reproof. And when I'm studying in my own personal life and growing, and even in Bible class and, and also in worship, I can study, I can reproof others that are teaching contrary to the Word of God. I can use it for correction, for instruction, and also for um, information to furnish us to every good work. That's right. And so anytime that we study God's Word or even hear God's Word proclaimed, uh, there's much that we can take from it. You know, God's Word is, is living, it's powerful, it's active, um, and it's able to divide through the joints and the marrow and is able to discern the thoughts and the intents of one's heart, as the Hebrew writer says there in Hebrews 4, verse 12. And so the power of the Word of God is absolutely amazing, and it can help us as Christians be the Christians, the, be the, the children of God that God would have us to be. That's right, and preaching the Word of God, you can really see how it had the effect on those on Pentecost. They realized that they did crucify Christ. They, they realized that first gospel message being preached that it has that kind of power. When you preach the Word of God, it has the power to change lives. That's exactly right. Um, you know, the Apostle Peter, you know, he, he taught about how important it was that they, that, uh, that Christians desire the sincere milk of God's Word and that, that, that they may grow. And we talked about that, I think, all the way back in episode one of this season. Right. And, um, you know, when we keep along with that idea, uh, we begin to see that, that God's Word is adequate no matter how old we are, how young we are. God's Word is for all of mankind. Well, it's food for the soul. That's exactly right. Whether we're, whether we're children um, or, or whether we're uh, uh, seniors. And, and so it's so Im important that if we want to be verified Christians, we need to understand the Word of God. We need to know it and study it. Right, and we live in Louisiana, and we're all about the soul food here. Oh, man, yeah. Jambalaya and <laughs> the uh, etouffee, all kinds of stuff. It's just good for your soul. And, and But as a Christian, the, the Bible is my soul food. It, it should be the food that I desire so much, just like we have. It's, it's, it should be our diet as a Christian. Is I want to consume more of the Word of God. And so we should have that kind of attitude. 
And studying the Bible, studying God's Word, it gives us a pathway um, into other blessings in my life, such as direction, such as guidance. I can be guided by the words that God has provided for me. It's literally like what David writes in Psalm 119. It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. It, it literally illuminates the way for me. You know, that's so true. And the sad part about the reality is that there are so many people today, and sadly, Matthew, even Christians, that do not love the light of God's Word. They claim to be Christians, they claim to be followers, they claim to be believers, but when when the rubber meets the road, the fact of the matter is they don't really love the light of God's Word. Sure, and we get distracted in life so much by what the world is doing and, and how the world is acting and and just kind of keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing, and we miss the fact that we have true guidance, we have true satisfaction in walking on the path that God provides for us. Like the Word, it illuminates our way. That's how we should walk, and that's how we should live, not how people walk in the world but living a life that is illuminated by the gospel, allowing God to let me walk in the light as far as what the what the Bible talks about. You know, and that's important because there's so many people today who, who are caught up with the ways of the world. They're caught up with the things that they're doing in their daily lives that they place a priority of those things above Bible study uh, or even worship. And when we do that, we actually are no longer walking in the light. We're not, we're not truth seekers, as we talked about last week, or lovers of truth. Um, and, and we're actually following in or falling into darkness. Right, and that's what John writes, actually. Well, John three nineteen, uh, men love darkness rather than the light, for their works were evil. That's what Jesus said. Right. So, that's right. So men love the darkness rather than the light, and that's been true all the way back in the first century. That's right. Know? So it, people have desired to walk in the way of the world, and it's nothing new. But we should desire to walk in the way that the, the gospel illuminates for us to walk in. That's exactly right. You know, I, I can't help but think about some of the things that, that are written in the New Testament, one of those things being what James wrote in James 1 and verse 23, and we'll come to that in a moment. But as I think about James 1, 23, and I think about how God's Word is a light and it illuminates, uh, I, I can't help but think about how when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is go to the mirror. I, I, well, first thing I do is go to the bathroom and I go <laughs> behold my face in the mirror, right? And so I, I get ready for the day and... I want to make certain that I look halfway presentable, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think most people are that way. And uh, I was thinking, my wife and I were talking about uh, a home that uh, we saw online. You know, I think ladies like, uh, what is it, uh, Better Homes and Gardens and, you know, those kind of magazines. You're watching that... Home and Garden TV. <laughs> That's what me and my wife But, you watch. know, the, the, the magazines of... of homes and you see all the uh the newly rebuilt or, or newly built or newly remodeled homes and they have all of these nice amenities and there was one that my wife and I were talking about this lady was was showing 
um, how they had remodeled their home. And in her bathroom, she had this huge mirror. And the mirror was lined, the, out, the outer lining of the mirror was a bright light. And mm. as soon as I saw that, I thought, man, that to me is what I see in my mind when I think about James 1, 23. Because James 1, 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's likened to a man who's beholding his natural face in a glass. The King James says, or a mirror. And so if the word of God lights our path, it then shows us, and, and James says it's not just a light, but it's also a mirror. Right. And so when we look uh, into that mirror, it lights to the point that we can see our reflection clearly. And so what it also does, not only does it light our way so that we can see our reflection clearly, but it also shows us who we are as God sees us. Right, and, it's, and there's a blessing in that. Like we're keeping with that theme, the blessing of studying God's Word. All of those things is a result of, of studying. All of those things are blessings. And also by studying the Word of God, it, it, it tells us that what we need to do in order to be pleasing to Him, in order to get to Judgment Day and not be hit with depart from me, not to be hit with a surprise you haven't been pleasing to me. You haven't been walking as I would have you to walk. So there's a blessing in knowing what is expected of me when I get to Judgment Day because we know it's coming. That's right. And it goes back to what you were saying last uh, last episode uh, when you uh, quoted uh, one of my former instructors from the Memphis School of Preaching, Brother Jerry Martin, who is an instructor at Amherst now, I think, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yes, right. Um, what was the comment that, that, uh, that you made? That he said that it would be quote, a terrible thing to not know what's pleasing to God. That's exactly right, and that's that's where we're going with this because the Word of God not only lights our way, but it can, as a mirror, show us our true reflection of how God sees us. And that's a blessing. And that is indeed a blessing, so that we can see how God sees us, and we can see what God expects of us. And exactly right. And another blessing about studying the Word of God is we can be guarded against false teachings. We can see that teaching and we can rebuke it like we're called to do. And at Ruston, I just got done studying the book of Jude with my Sunday morning Bible class. I've been doing that before the college students arrived. And I've never taught the book of Jude before, but it's been very rewarding in studying the fact that that first century Christian target audience was being taught falsely, the Gnosticism, that they were able to do whatever in the flesh and it not affect their spirit. And what a dangerous teaching that is. And Jude, the brother of Jesus, was telling them, hey, I was going to write to you about the common salvation. Pretty easy topic to cover. But he's like, hey, I got to nip this in the bud first. I was going to write to you about salvation, but I need you to contend for the faith because there's these teachers teaching falsely. And these teachers were teaching that false doctrine, and they were like hidden reefs, you know, below the waves. And that's what doctrine does. And we can spot those hidden reefs if we know the truth, that our ship won't hit that hidden reef, as Jude talked about. If we spot it, we can we can study and spot it out. That's exactly right. When we think about doctrine, doctrine means teaching. And so long as our teaching is in line with the teaching of the Word of God, then we can behold 
ourselves within the light of God's word, and we can see exactly whether or not we're in line with God's word. Yeah, Paul said, uh, Take heed to thyself and to thy teaching to young Timothy. Continue in these things, for in doing this thou shalt save both thyself and them that hear thee. So the gospel saves, and not only by us studying it can we save ourselves, but we can also have others be saved as a result of our studying and that's a blessing that's exactly right you know the the very the fact of the matter is that when paul wrote to timothy there first timothy four sixteen, as you just quoted um you know he tells there that that our salvation is dependent not only upon our teaching but the way that we live according to that teaching right and so we we have to be careful we have to be careful that not only are we studying God's word, but that we're we're committing ourselves to obey the things that we learn from it. You know, just because we have godly knowledge or knowledge of God's word, that doesn't keep us from from committing sin. That doesn't keep us from making mistakes and doing things that we ought not. Right, but if we continue in that doctrine, in the teaching of Christ, we know we can be right. We know that we can be kept from falling if we continue to add to our faith, to in, to continue to increase in knowledge, um, such as Second Peter 1, verse 5 through 10. Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 10 says this, Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, now he's saying all this to conclude with this statement. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. So, and that last part significant. We need to continue to grow, continue to add on those um, foundation uh, that's already been laid, continue to add to it and to grow. That's right. So what Peter points out there is that, that it will actually strengthen us so that we will never stumble. You know, it will strengthen us. It will fortify us in our battle against temptation. Right. We get better at, at battling that temptation, such as what James said, you know. That's right. So it's important to do that. And I even think about, you know, what the the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. In Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. 
Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith. And that's exactly what we're talking about, taking the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and even for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You know, there in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20, Paul pretty well lays out a spiritual battle that each one of us face, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He he lays out a spiritual battle, and and Peter lays out for us how it is that studying the gospel and adding these what some have called these Christian graces uh, that these things help strengthen us so that we can stand. And four times Paul says there to the church at Ephesus to stand, having done all to stand, stand. No, it's amazing to me that through God's infinite wisdom and foreknowledge, he chose through inspiration to use the apostle Paul to say, stand. Right. Isn't it wonderful to know that God does not always expect us to move forward? And I think it's important to to also say to take every effort to stand, meaning right. we have to try. And a powerful Bible verse, Hosea 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We must try and put effort, constant effort and diligence in studying, and in doing so, we can never stumble. In doing so, I'm strengthened. I have an upgrade in armor, I guess you'd say, harder steel if I continue to study to grow. You know, that's exactly where I was going with that. And I was about to I was about to quote the same verse, you know, if we want to be strong in the armor of the Lord, in the battle against the evil, then we have to know God's word and and God's word, not just the sword of the spirit, but we also have to take the shield of faith. You know, I think so many times Christians realize their problems uh, in the world and they realize that there there are those things that are injustices and they want to pick up the sword of the Spirit and go to swinging and go to fighting. But sometimes the, the evil is so strong, the temptation is so strong against us that we have to rely on the shield of faith. Mm, to block out the darts, to, That's exactly. to defend ourselves from so many things that are thrown at us. You know, we have to be that way because there's coming a time in which we will we will be judged. And and we've got to be be ready for the judgment. Right. And one of my favorite songs is Into Our Hands the Gospel is given. Into our hands is given the light. What are we doing with it? You know, Christians are commanded to do several things that necessitates our studying, and one of those being is preaching. We must go about preaching, teaching the word of God. And in so many different ways, not only preaching it and talking about it, but living it out in my lives. You know, people can see 
our aura of happiness and that peace in this world of turmoil with inflation and the economy being at an all-time low, Christians can be okay with those things. We can live can, being in content with those, with those things by living that way and, and in studying the Word of God. That's right, friends. So much depends upon Bible study for our salvation, so much so that we should never neglect it. You've been listening to the Verified Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Give us a rating or review and subscribe so you won't miss any content. If you have any questions, email the verified Christian at gmail.com.